this very moment, you're entering the vortex of Mystic Podcast. I am so excited to spend this time together, but before we do, I want to share something with you. I have created a meditation to prioritize our energy by healing and clearing our energy fields so that we are in our highest timeline and our highest frequency everywhere we go every day. And all you've got to do is to go on the show notes and download the meditation and listen to it today. Also, if you are loving my work, if you're loving my words, if you deeply connect to everything that I share into my energy and desire to work with me one-on-one to activate your divine gifts, to accelerate your spiritual ascension, and to come back to your truest, most authentic expression, make sure that you send me a DM on Instagram or that you go directly to my website, itaniela slash arango.com. I can't wait to hear from you. <laughs> this is so good. Like you're like, like the nail on the head, like, oh my gosh. So, and, and this has been such a beautiful thing because I was listening to a podcast the other day that was talking about somebody that's been married for a very long time and she has a kid and she came out publicly saying that they have split, they have separated after six months of really going through it and, and, and figuring it out. What is it that, you know, they wanted both of them. And she talks a lot about like soul contracts and she's a lot into the cosmic realms and spirituality and all that and she was saying that our soul our souls and I totally agree with this you know we have soul contracts and and everybody in our lives as our friends and our partners and everybody in our lives has like a a time slot and and not even a time slot it's like um a recollection of lessons that they're here to teach us and it is normal as we continue to evolve and grow that we grow through those lessons and it comes to a point in which our relationship comes into exactnation because it's like I've learned so much with you you've expanded me so much and it's like trying to fit in you know the pants that fit you when you were in college or when you were you know a kid and it's like but those pants don't fit me anymore but they're not meant to fit you anymore even if it's the same size like you your style has changed your 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 lifestyle has changed like there's so many changes and I feel like that's the thing about relationships that we try to fit them forever and it kind of takes away the beauty of the None, like not, nothing is forever. Mm. It's so true. It's so true. And I wonder, you know, like what does it show us that we're so afraid of? I think it makes sense in a lot of ways when we're so distant from even like death and aging. And we kind of are, at least in my culture, like taught to really think like that's all bad. And it's like, is it? Or is this the goal that eventually we would change and shift and outgrow and get closer to this like process? And I mean, it's not to say that all breakups or all endings need to feel like death. And like, I wonder if we were more comfortable with kind of just the cycle of life in general and our kind of willingness to see beauty in every stage if it might be easier to say like a relationship doesn't fail it just can Mm -hmm. complete and that can be okay and I see it too in myself where I'm like not wanting to break up with certain past versions of me too sometimes where I'm like oh no 
I remember her. She was so fun and cute. Like, I want to bring her back. (laughs) And it's like, okay, can I just honor her, but also own that, like, now I'm 34. And, like, there are some new things about being me. And I loved your analogy about the pants because it's like, yeah, like, what is this attachment to being the same forever. Like what if we let ourselves grow? And sometimes that'll mean outgrow. And often it'll mean growing into new things that are beautiful. And it's like, oh my gosh, what if we could just enjoy that ride? Well, there is so many things to this conversation because it's like, I feel like there needs to be like literally a, a training into the understanding of the cycles of lives. Because it's like, you know, we've never really been taught especially the safetyness of like our you know our cycle like a menstrual cycle that's like it all is an ending like every month I go through a rebirth like small or big like it depends on the month <laughs> on like how much you know I am letting go and how much it's is moving but but as you say because there's not a training that teaches us like this is the way it's supposed to be it's actually unnatural to try to fight against it yeah Yeah, I love that. And I think there's something really beautiful about honoring the wisdom of cycles. And I feel like that's what you're really saying. Like you can look outside your window and see like what winter allows for in spring. And yet in our own lives, it can feel so scary to go into those periods of dormant, quiet, like inward shedding, like anything that feels kind of reminiscent of, you know, barren branches. But we know deep down that like, this is how it works. Like endless summer, as nice as it sounds, you know, would be so depleting. It's like that fertile cycle, like requires all of it. And I feel like that, you know, it's so liberating once you can allow yourself to feel that way because at least for me I stopped making it wrong mm-hmm. <laughs> that I'm like not yeah. in constant summer <laughs> absolutely and especially for me I think when I moved to Sweden that's like when I really <laughs> like I remember the first winter here trying to act as if it was summer and I was like okay this is clearly not gonna work out like I was so tired things yeah. were not coming like things were not flowing I was like what is happening and it's like you're out of season <laughs> <laughs> Totally. You know, this was really on my mind this year around the holidays, because for anyone who celebrates Christmas or even just kind of like gets into the end of the year, New Year's stuff, there's such a mismatch in a lot of ways between like the energy that we're sort of being invited into of like, all is merry and bright and like sequins and oh my God, shop until you drop. And like what's going on in our body and outside, at least if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, is like, hibernate dark eat more sleep more don't do as much stuff and it's like so disparate you know I mean I think there can be like pleasure in that tension but giving ourselves some credit if we're like I don't really feel like celebrating Christmas it's like well that's kind of normal actually (laughs) amen to that (laughs) so good and one of the things that you mentioned about like you know a relationship doesn't have to fail I really want to go into this because you know, it's the same thing when you talk about and when we talk about energy, like energy cannot be like it, it can only be transformed. It cannot be like, you know, um can't find the word right now. But it cannot be destroyed. Yay. So energy cannot be destroyed, but it can only be transformed. And I think it's the same when it comes to relationships. Like 
it transforms. Mm. And usually when we talk about like romantic relationships, they transform into friendship. If we have an emotional intelligence to do that, if, if, you know, depending of course on the kind of relationship and what happened um, in that, but I think it is possible to transform it into a beautiful relationship because I feel like a lot of the examples that we have around of divorces and breakups and things it's like the typical movie where the breakup it's drama and cry and ice cream and like you know just dying pretty much (laughs) (laughs) and I mean it can be all those things but I feel like we grew up with this like rom-coms where you know breaking up it's such a like you know, horrible thing. Like who wants to go through that? And I feel like there is another way. There is another way to like honor the emotions of, of it sucks. It just does. (laughs) Yet, yet like the relationship doesn't have to end there. Like we don't have to fight so that we can break up. We don't have to, you know, because that's the other thing that I see a lot of the times people asking is like, you know, what if the relationship doesn't, there's nothing wrong with it, but you know, I'm growing into a new, a new different pair of pants, basically. A hundred percent. And how many times have I been the one I look back and see where I like picked a fight or made it wrong or tried Mm. to pick up the dust so that I could have like an excuse for ending. And I look back now and I think like, even that is so the same thing of that sneaky discomfort with it ending beautifully. It's like, sometimes I joke with myself, but now I'll tell you. (laughs) I feel like, especially leaving my marriage about a decade ago, I feel like I lit the house on fire and like jumped out the window when the door was unlocked and I could have just like walked downstairs and left, you know? And it's like, okay, this was one way out, but you actually probably (laughs) didn't need to do it that way. If it had felt more okay to be like, you know what, this was beautiful. And now it's, it's evolving into something else where we're like, not this anymore. But I was 23. So, you know, what can you do? (laughs) But you learn. Give yourself some credit. (laughs) (laughs) You found the way out. You found a way out. And it is. It's so, it's so funny to think about now because that was prior to really any of my own journey. It kicked it off because I'm like rolling on the lawn outside of this burning house being like, huh, could that have gone better? And it's like (laughs) 10 years or so in between that moment. And now, you know, it really feels like that's where Uncover, my intimacy business came through. It started with my own healing, of course, like I know all of us really do around trauma and then kind of evolving into more like Tantra and a little more fun. (laughs) But, you know, that kind of healing and pleasure But really underneath it all I see now was like an education in intimacy. And I thought I wanted closeness. I thought I was in for like real relationships and like getting messy, but I was terrified of that stuff. And it's really only now that I think I am really showing up like willing (laughs) to listen and hear and be there and feel all the feelings without just like totally freaking out and jumping out a window 
Oh my God, this is so good. So going back a little bit about your marriage. So you think that you jumped out the window because that was the, like what what made you do that rather than, you know, exit through yeah, the right. door? <laughs> right, just calmly be like, I gotta go. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting to think back and I wonder if anybody listening will relate to any pieces of this, but I, at that time, was still really religious and really committed to my idea. I wouldn't have said it this way, of course, but like looking back to my idea of what like a good person was, like a good Christian wife, especially. (laughs) And it, I look back now and think like, the pressure that I put on myself, honestly, not even my church. I like wish I could just blame like everybody else, but it really was me. Like I really wanted to be good. I was so terrified of being bad. Those categories felt so real, you know, sin, bad and lust and desire. And basically everything I talk about now in my business (laughs) was like over here. And then there was like the good girl who was selfless and didn't want to go to Paris and like buy dresses. She wanted to like scrub the floor and like help people. And so I think looking back, a lot of pressure built up. And I was like, getting to that point that I now think was maybe a little bit inevitable, where there was like, like, if you've been like, really on a restrictive diet and then suddenly in like the middle of the night you're like eating all the chocolate and passing out in the storefront window you know it's like I feel like I really did that and so after this kind of like okay I'm gonna follow the rules it's killing me but I'm gonna do it there was a moment where and we had like waited to have sex till we got married and we didn't really have like an intense intimate connection and I like broke the ultimate good girl rule and had an affair. And I feel like that was the moment where I was like, all I can think of for how to get out of here is like this match and this kerosene and like, this is what I'm going to do. And I, I look back and honestly, I'm like, well, she did what she could and Mm -hmm. it worked. It was like the way I I, this language is like a little bit cruel, but it was how it felt. It was like the way I escaped, like the rules. Yeah. I remember this like very stern talk with the girls in my Bible study who were like, this is not allowed. <laughs> and I was like, I know. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. I just, I like, I just had to. It was like this moment where my desire was like for the first time in my life kind of turned on and it felt like Mm -hmm. a little light got turned on and there was like no going back and I felt I felt the feelings of like I wish in order to do that I hadn't also hurt all these people because of course even my bible study (laughs) full of like these like shocked mortified (laughs) christian girls were like "Oh oh my god we thought we knew you we like thought you were our friends like what the heck? And even, you know, on a more sad note, like a good friend where our main bond had been that we were like unhappy in our marriages together. She felt so betrayed that I was leaving because it was like, 
I was abandoning her in her misery. And so there were just all these pieces. There were all these breakups, actually. Like, the honestly, the least important one was with my husband. It was like all these women and all of these ideas of myself. But then I was free. And I don't know. It was like a really beautiful, even though it was painful, process. And I feel like it really set me on this path of being like, all right, yes, desire can sometimes kind of ruin your life, but like that life kind of needed to be ruined. So like what else can desire teach me? And I really feel like since then, I've come to believe that it's really quite trustable. I don't know. Maybe people listening will be like, but I don't want to blow up my marriage, (laughs) but I don't think you need to. But it's really like... What if I allow myself to listen to what I want and I don't make it wrong? Like what would happen? And I just find now after working with hundreds of clients, many of whom stay married, you know, it brings that sense of like, oh, maybe I'm not bad deep down. Like maybe this is all okay. I love that. And it's like, is that, is that piece of maybe I'm not bad? Like, because I feel like for some reason, and I mean, I'm talking my experience and the experience of many who I've talked to, which is this like overcompensating for like being good. It's like for, for being pretty much, it's like we overgive, we overdo. It's always like, I want to make sure that I'm the good girl. I want to make sure that everybody loves me. I want to make sure that everybody approves. I want to make, and it's like, I don't know if this is a woman thing, but it's like we overcompensate to try to be good and to try to like prove that we are good. And I truly believe it's because we have this like darkness inside, but we've been taught or we've seen it in many, many, many ways that the the darkness of the feminine can be explosion and for a lot of like you know masculine beings it, it has been such um like threatening in a way like when you have a woman and she explodes oh my god run for the hills run so the thing about it is like i believe we as women have the responsibility to first of all understand the darkness of the feminine which is literally alchemy fire as you're saying like I I blow up the house (laughs) and you liberated yourself but you also liberated your ex-husband totally (laughs) because this this is a two-way street you know what I mean I'm like someday I'll get the thank you note yes So the thing is, is like, that's, that's the power that we have. Like, that's the power that we carry. We carry the power of like full transformation through like, I'm talking about like maybe Hinduism, like Kali, like the, the, the goddess Kali that she's like terrifying, but it's because, you know, we have the, the ability to transform things into, you know, like other things that we couldn't even imagine but through that we've got to face a lot of things and and I feel like this kind of comes together with like the emotional intelligence to do that because we can hurt a lot of people as you said we can hurt a lot of people when we don't have the emotional intelligence to understand our emotions and to communicate because a lot of the times when we feel hurt we also hurt other people so it's just understanding that and that's why I'm like so I love this topic that I love teaching about emotional intelligence because it's like it literally is our responsibility as women to 
to learn how to like utilize that for the good and the transformation of literally the collective. And I and so agree. Right. And you're saying like, you know, people were telling me like, I thought I knew you. And I feel like, man, that's such a like, that is, you know, such a, how do you say, like such a way to keep us small. Mm. Yeah. I thought I knew you. It's like, well, I thought I knew myself, but you know that I, I literally evolve into things that I didn't even know I was every single day. And that is okay. Oh my gosh, that unlocked something new for me. <laughs> it's true. It's so true. And that feeling of, you know, almost like guilt around growth, I see come up so many different ways, you know, from the most mundane about coach colleagues and clients raising their prices and outgrowing clients and feeling guilt around leaving people behind mm. all the way to like what we're talking about around relationships where it's like, oh no, like you're right. I did. I evolved. And also like that should be permission for you to evolve too. Like let's, you know, not pretend that we need to stay stagnant and that that is somehow the only safe place, you know, mm. and I think that that is just really, it's such a powerful reframe. And it's like, as we're moving into like multidimensionality and understanding that we are multidimensional beings, it's like, as the beginning of the conversation, to be expected to wear the same pants our entire lives is just ridiculous. Because the truth is we have like within our lifetime, we live lifetimes of experiences and identities of who we are. It's so true. And I love the thought that it all gets to be kind of seen through this lens of love and growth and evolution, you know, that it's like not only normal, but that we could even say, this is where wisdom is coming in. You know, if you were to stay the same and look young and be young and never change forever, I think about like, who does that ideal serve? You know, it feels quite suspicious in a, you know, racist patriarchy. It's like, yeah, of course you want to keep women in particular mm. in this kind of maiden stage, locked up, pretending we're young, pretending that we don't know anything, keep her away from like crone for sure. And from mother, these kind of like wiser stages of our lives. Not that there's anything wrong with the maiden stage, but when I think about like, who does it serve to not value women and their growth? <laughs> it feels like it's like, oh yeah, like like you said, a lot of masculinity that might feel a little scared of the explosion. Indeed. I love that. And and it's and it is basically that. It's but it also it is our work now to really understand who we are from the freedom that we have. Yet I feel like I was thinking about uh, talking about this the other day. It's like we're leading through um what was the word? Uh we're leading while being like kind of, oh my gosh, what was the word? Hmm. Leading through adversity. Mm. It's like we're leading through adversity 
and which gives us permission to lead first. We are leading, but it's never going to be without that adversity. It's going to be with that adversity. But the more and more and more we understand our power, which is very different than the masculine power that we've seen. And we start to, to take the responsibility of like, you know, it's not just about yelling that, you know, we have a sit in the table, but it's understanding our ways to bring that power to the table that really creates uh, the shift. But the understanding that we are going to lead through adversity, like there's going to be people that are going to be really triggered with our growth. And there's going to be people that are going to be very uncomfortable with who we become. And I, I remember having this conversation too about like, as you're saying, I'm afraid of leaving people behind. I'm afraid of, you know, being too much and then and then not being able to bring the tribe with me. And 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 it's like we are gonna leave people behind. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and that's just a, that, because the thing is that we are gonna leave people behind is the people that are benefiting from us staying small. Right. Right. And that idea of like, I can either kind of squeeze myself into this box. That's who I used to be. And I'll be uncomfortable. No one else will grow. Nothing will change. I'll probably get sick. That was my experience in that season. My body was telling me like, something's wrong. Mm -hmm. All doctors were like, we can't find anything. Like none of this makes any sense. And of course, looking back, I'm like, well, it makes perfect sense. (laughs) What was happening in your body? I was experiencing the most intense pelvic pain I Mm -hmm. could ever have imagined. And it's crazy because since then, now that I work on intimacy with women, I've become so much more aware of how common that is, but I had no idea. They thought maybe it was like endometriosis or cervical cancer or something. And it was like test after test, even surgery. And doctors would be like, we have no idea. There's nothing wrong. And then I left and it was all in my body. It was just that tension of like, I'll stay so small. Don't mind me. Da, 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 da. And it's like, of course, that was going somewhere. And so that work of like allowing desire to flow. I remember in those moments, because of course, I would doubt myself a little bit. And I would just then remember like my body. It was like, I was like crippled over in pain. And now I'm not like, I have to listen to this. And so now I try to listen before, you know, I'm sure you've heard that thing, but it really landed for me when I first heard it of like, listen to your body when it whispers, or it's going to turn into a scream. And that was very much how it felt for me. But that sense of like, oh, that pressure is going to go somewhere. Like, even if you don't know it, it's getting internalized. And I think it's true for so many women. And even, you know, when it manifests in slightly less intense ways, but it's just making people a little uncomfortable, maybe coming on as extra weight to keep them safe or pain during sex or something like that, where it's like, this is actually still, in my belief, our body talking to us and saying, mm-hmm. like, 
I want you to listen to me. And I don't think it's always going to mean like total drastic changes are needed, but sometimes it does mean like tuning in more, like what is going on in there? 100%, like 100%. We can always tell what's up by how the body is reacting and behaving. And it gets me to a point where, you know, just to wrap up this 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 very important conversation, it's like we wait until we get to the break point. Mm-hmm. And that break point is when the body is like, we are at the edge. <laughs> when it's like, we've got to get you to listen, baby, because you're literally not listening to your mind or your environment or anybody else. So we're just right. going to, you know, get you to listen. And that's really when we, you know, as you're saying, I got to a point in which just like you bubble up brew 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 and all of a sudden explosion so either you go have an affair or you go say like I can't do this anymore and there's a huge fight so we always and I don't know why we do this we wait until the very end so that is easier for some reason because now there is an excuse because now we can't handle it anymore and it's the same thing it's like it's not until we cannot handle it anymore right right that we finally listen to the whisper of the desire as you're talking about. A hundred percent. And I think our work, like you were saying, but kind of bringing it even more into that individual level, then the work becomes like, can I start to listen to my desire and like suss out where is that voice that's me? Where is the voice that's been kind of maybe given to me by different kind of systems I'm in and like can I start practicing hearing her come through so that I don't have to wait until that point where she's like I burned it burned it all (laughs) exactly burn it to the ground yeah sometimes that is the way it has to happen you know like I think I've grown to appreciate too that like it's interesting. It's not the way that I would always choose, but you know, I moved to a location over the pandemic that is like really I moved here cuz my parents are here, but I'm in Napa and wildfires are like a big part of the life cycle here of the year. And it's been so interesting to be kind of in the town I'm in, there's like hot springs and like healing mud um, and these like mud baths. And then we're surrounded by burned and like devastated forests. And then now that a year has passed and some of the most devastating fires, there are like these new growth green sprouts coming out of these like charred black trees. And it's so powerful. And I'm like, oh, this was not random that I moved here in the last year as my work was deepening. I'm literally surrounded by the metaphors we're talking about and like the wisdom of all of this. And it's like those fires are scary and destructive and wild, but they also are needed and they leave this kind of new landscape behind and new things grow that wouldn't have grown if those trees hadn't burned. And it's like, oh my gosh, all right, nature, I will listen to you. Like, whoa. Wow.
Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for all of this. What an incredible conversation. You are such an incredible, amazing. Oh my God. I just love you so much. Thank you for your time and for this conversation, for coming into Mystic Podcast and sharing your energy with all of us. It has been an absolute pleasure. And I'm sure everybody listening to this, if they don't know you yet, they will be all over wanting to just get in your world and, and read your words and, and you know, feel your energy. So where is the, where do you hang out the most? What are the platforms that you like people to follow you on? Thank you so much. I love you. Um, There are two places that I really love to be. I have a Facebook group called Pleasure is Power. So little motto for us as well. (laughs) And then I'm on Instagram as Dr. Kimberly Rose. So I would love to see all of us gather in all the places, you know, it's so such a gift to have these technology tools right now. Um, I feel like more connected with you than like so many people in my own town, you know, it's so funny and amazing. Crazy, right? Yeah. (laughs) My goodness. And thank you for all of you who are listening and, and tuning into this conversations. I, I love you. I send you energy and blessings and I feel you and I'll talk to you very, very soon. Thank you, Kim. And thank you. And I'll talk to you very soon. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening and for spending this time together. I'm here to awaken and activate as many humans as possible into their highest timeline. And if this episode supported you and touched you in any way, the best way to show me your appreciation and your love is to screenshot this episode and share it on your social media or to leave a review in whatever platform you love listening on. And if you're looking for additional spiritual support, you can always reach me at I am Daniela Arango on Instagram, or you can join my free Telegram channel, Daily Magic with Daniela Arango, and I will see you here on another episode.